She's Buffy. 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 Episode 19. I only have eyes for you. Which must be the name of that song. Oh, the The Flamingos song. song? I think. I don't know. That's a good guess. So, yeah, I only have eyes for you. Episode 19. I know. We're getting there. And, you know, this episode is interesting. For, like, at least half of it, it was... What it was really about was not really what was the episode was showing me, presenting to me. Yeah. We sort of had to get into it later on in the episode. Kind of changes the whole episode for me. Because for a while, it was sort of just ghosty of the week. But it was really just later where it really, there's a lot to talk about. It's a main episode. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. But I didn't know. I thought, I didn't know. <gasps> So as a first timer, it surprised me about how important this episode is. The show is working on you. <laughs> it is. It's working. It's working. <laughs> uh, yes, Anakin, it is. <laughs> oh, well, what's the sitch, Marmar? Tell me what's happening. Okay. Very interesting. I... I I feel like I'm going to have to, like, revise some things I wrote because of the ending of this episode. But we're going to go through what happened and then... Feel free to revise on the fly. Yeah, I'll tell you my thoughts. As I always do. You can say what you've written (laughs) in your dear diary and then you can revise it if you want. Sure. Um, We'll see what happens. (laughs) Okay, so this episode opens at the bronze... With a great band called Splendid. Splendid. Okay, I was like, who's this band? I knew, but I didn't know. They never, their sound, we know, mm-hmm. they sound like the Cranberries. Yes, They yes. sound like Alison Krauss. Mm. They sound like Alison Krauss. Oh, We're getting yeah. some, like, Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. We're getting, like, this is, like, the ethereal mm-hmm. sound of a, a woman in love. Yes. Or... We'll talk Witchy about her outfit. music. Yes, her outfit is amazing. Yeah, but but a great way to sort of like intro that, especially because this episode is about music. It's got this music yeah. um, theme and repetition and kind of thing, and the lyrics are important yes. in this episode. So, yeah, this was a uh, this is so cool. Um, the fuck what is this place it's cool <laughs> bands whatever <laughs> so Buffy's like sad listening upstairs and this guy named Ben Ben <laughs> do you think it's short for Ebenezer <laughs> I'm just kidding 
Yes. Sorry, I'm in Christmas Carol land. That was out of left Already? field. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> Weird. Uh, no, Ben is short for Ben uh, from Algebra 2. <laughs> And sweet. I know he's sweet. And he comes up to Buffy and he's like, hey, like I took class with you. And Buffy's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Marley's tongue. For those of you who are not in the closet with us, Marley's tongue just fell out of her face (laughs) when she said that. (laughs) That's what she did. And she was like, in in the classroom with the chalk? (laughs) Um, So he, he brings up this. Sadie Hawkins dance. Mm-hmm. Did you have one of these? A 1950s dance? It's like where the girl asks the guy. No. I've only heard of this. I feel like this is an American thing. Only heard of this. They reference it in Community, too, mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows. And I've never heard of this except Who for... Who is she? Who is Sadie Who Hawkins? Who is Sadie Hawkins? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Who is she? Uh, but she asked a boy to go to a dance. So it's like this gender role Revolutionary, <laughs> which, re- revise it, is true at the end of the episode. We Absolutely. do get this incredible role reversal. I was thinking it. Were you? Well, I mean, we'll get into it later, but when Giles is like, there's no man in there to act the part, I was like... Who says? I was like, why would, why does he have to inhabit a man? Anyways, I thought it. Very narrow-minded Giles. Exactly. Um, And this episode does have these, like, gender kind of references throughout. Um, But this is where they're setting up this Sadie Hawkins dance, which is where the girl asks the guy, even though Ben is like, I was thinking you could ask me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is cute. It's really cute. (laughs) But Buffy's like, oh, oh. I'm actually not seeing anyone ever again, actually. (laughs) Uh, Which is very bad. It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. But she's still in drama land and her heart is broken. Oh, yeah. And she also can't have a boyfriend right now. She can't go on dates right now. Well, she can't really have a boyfriend anyway. They've shown... Before she dated Angel, she had a couple of dates, and it just didn't go well. Like oh, it just Marley, you're so profound. <laughs> it's thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I just it's hard. It's hard for her. Yeah. Um, made worse by the fact that she's just had a, a terrible breakup. You know, yes, she's been heartbroken, mm-hmm. and now she's being abused. Yes. Um. Also, aka hunted down by Stalked, yeah by a um uh well a demon ex boyfriend. Yes. Um. Literally. Yeah. So she's just not ready. Uh. Which. Uh. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely not ready. Um. And so she sort of gently rejects him and is like sad. And then and then Willow and Buffy have like a little date talk. And Willow's sort of like, you could try dating. And I'm like, oh, Willow, it's just because you're happy and yep. you're dating. This kind of happens too when yes. your friends, if, if some people are like really happy with their relationships and there's some single people are recently broken up, I think it's hard to sometimes step in the other person's shoes and be like, maybe you shouldn't date. Like that's just because I'm happy dating right now doesn't mean you would be happy dating. Yeah. So we're also getting like, I think the other clue that that little scene is supposed to show us is that if Willow thinks it's time for Buffy to sort of move on, mm-hmm. we're also understanding that there's been now quite a bit of time with Bad Angel. Well, 
Okay, I'm trying to, like, piece together the timeline because it was, like, Valentine's Day, wasn't yeah. it? So it is it is maybe late February. It's maybe early March. I can't tell. There's no weather in Sunnydale. <laughs> I, love how, I love how much contempt you have for uh, the California it's weather. It's so hard. I know, but it's, like, literally not their fault. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, stupid. <laughs> so... But that's, like, kind of the timeline we're working with here. Like, so it's been – and then, wait a minute. When did he turn into Bad Angel? Was it before Christmas? I want to say it was Christmas. Yeah, Christmas time, December, so January, February. It it really hasn't been that long. It's been, like, max three months, let us say. I guess that feels like a long time when you're in high school – but it's not a long time to get over, like, this love. Certainly not. That's a short time. Certainly not. Not that there's any rules to this, but she's also been stalked by him for, like, three months. It's horrible. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think mostly what I'm what I'm hinting at, um, being a bad, I'm going to be a bad daddy, and what I'm saying <laughs> is is that we're getting some storytelling here that is that is supposed to help us understand that time is moving on. Yeah. There is now more time between bad angel and good angel mm-hmm. and more time between angel and Buffy. Maybe Buffy, if she can't move on, are we going to make a choice about making a move on angel? Yeah, are we going to kill him? <laughs> Which we see the other sort of team Mm-hmm. The anti-Scoobies <laughs> discussing, right? That's mm-hmm. the next, I mean, that's the sort of first thing we see from them is having this conversation about, okay, kill the Slayer. Yeah. Enough is enough. It's been a long time. They've been drawing this out. Yeah. yeah. So there are people around the two, our, our hero and our villain, mm-hmm. who are telling them it's been time. And they both are just kind of wallowing. Yes. They can't let each other go. Yes. Yeah, we definitely see this in this episode. Um, so after Willow, Buffy, date talk, I wrote, oh my God, teen couple fight. We are like at the school, we are seeing this like teen couple, um, fighting and then this gun comes out and he's like, love is forever. Uh, very dramatic fight. Like the janitor sees it's, it's very, very dramatic. Um, but I did wrote, write... How did Buffy know about this and how is she in the school of all of a sudden? Well, she says that she's going to go to the school and check in with Giles um, after the bronze. Okay. So it's because she says she's going to be there. Okay. I didn't catch it. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You catch everything. Well, it's in there. <laughs> it's in the text. There's much of it's in there. Yes. Okay, uh, great. That makes sense. Yeah. So Buffy catches them. With the gun and mm-hmm. knocks it out of this guy's hand, and and then and then they sort of snap out of this like spell that they're in, and the gun yeah. disappears, and they don't know what happened, and it's all freaky, freaky deaky. Dun, da, da, da. We have our inciting incident, everyone. <laughs> yes, here it is. <laughs> here it is. Uh, shall be replayed yeah. forevermore. <laughs> okay, and then we have an amazing Snyder scene. He hasn't been in quite a lot of episodes like we haven't really seen him almost since the mid-season totally. I would say 
Um, so it was nice to see him back. He's got some great little zingers <laughs> in this uh, episode. Um, so he's saying it's all Buffy's fault for this <laughs> incident. <laughs> so over the top. And he's like, I'll prove it was you. <laughs> and Buffy's like, talk to everybody else. They I all saw it. And he's like, their witnesses can be coerced. Like, implying. <laughs> it's just so over the top. Yeah, he's so over the top. Yeah, he is. It's amazing. And the most amazing part is he gets this call and says, uh, Billy, and it, Billy's chained himself to, to the, the snack machine again. machine again. And he calls him a pathetic little no-life Vegan. vegan. <laughs> I can't believe there's a vegan reference in this show. I didn't know veganism was a widely known in the 90s. Definitely in California, though. Yeah, I guess so. Definitely. It's like ahead of the curve. But, like, I didn't hear about what a vegan was, like, when I even in the 2000s. But we come from the land of capital of, beef. Yeah, so, of cow. <laughs> yeah, they come from the land of, like... Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow. Hippy dippy. I know. It's just such a funny reference. I was like, I can't believe they're <laughs> referencing. But can you imagine chaining yourself to the snack machine, to the vending machine? But why would that be a vegan protest? I don't really get it. There probably wasn't a lot of vegan options. Sure. <laughs> Harley, you of all people should understand. I do understand, but that's just, I mean, sure. <gasps> Solidarity, Marley. <laughs> there are I think in a school situation, there'd be better ways for advocating for your dietary <laughs> needs. <laughs> Personally. Uh, so you're on Snyder's side is what you're saying. <laughs> love him. Uh, <laughs> and he also says, you stink of lies. <laughs> Which reminds me of an elf when Will Ferrell is like, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> In Elf. Oh, yeah, yes. it's like one of my favorite movies. I was glad to see him back. Yeah, he's awesome. He's just such a little twerp. Um, So he leaves to go deal with the <laughs> pathetic <laughs> vegan. <laughs> and then I did, I caught this, the um, a yearbook kind of slides out of the bookshelf and it is says Sunnydale 55. Yeah. So I caught it when it slid out and I was like, huh. But Buffy just puts it back. She doesn't look at it or anything. Yeah. So it's just a little clue yeah. to what's happening in the episode. And then Willow is teaching computers. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I can't believe she's literally just the teacher of this class now. I can believe it. I can believe it. <laughs> she's so good. She makes everyone laugh with her, like, weird-ass binary like, joke. Like, how many teachers have died? Like, no one is coming to this school. It's very Harry Potter. Yes. Defense Against the Dark Arts. I can't believe how many teachers have died at this school. Yeah. It's cursed. I mean, it is a hellmouth. So she has, Willow's found this, um, like, rose quartz for Giles and is like, it's good for, like, protection or, like, healing. <laughs> Gives it to him. So cute. He's, like, clutching it for the rest of the episode. It's so sad because she's like, Miss Calendar left all these good lesson plans. That's why I'm so good. Mm -hmm. I just, like, they drop that in again. It sets us up for Giles' state of mind for the entire episode. Mm -hmm. And I just like that even these episodes, I kind of thought this was sort of like episode of the wiki. I mean, it is, but they're, it's very important for the plot. But it's just nice because they're dropping in this trauma. It's not away, even though maybe there's been a bit of time. But 
it's still there very very much present um Okay, and then I wrote, oh my god, time travel daydream, because Buffy <laughs> is in class, and she sort of, like, falls asleep, and then wakes up, and she's in uh, 1955. Yeah. Um, and there is a sweet filter being used. Oh, yeah, it's a... On this footage. 1955 <laughs> filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. She sees... <laughs> I put James fucking this teacher, um, because... <laughs> Because, wow. <laughs> well, I got it right away. It's pretty obvious. You sure did. So all the children leave and James. Um, Mrs. Newman or Miss Newman. Miss I think Newman. Is a, she's a Ms. or a Miss. Yeah. So the teacher of this class, uh, he like goes up to her after class. is like, and touches her arm. And, and then Buffy flashes back to the future. <laughs> so they it very obviously they're like this is what's happened in 1955 there's this affair student teacher affair classic yeah <laughs> do you have a revision here can i offer you a a question yes how does this relationship um the power dynamic the age difference when it's sort of revealed that Angel and Buffy are going to hold these roles. Mm-hmm. Does it feel appropriate to you? Um, that these two characters should be... I don't feel like it's the same thing. Okay. Personally. I, I kind of wrote this for Bewitchbothered and Bewildered to talk about, like, a student-teacher relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, and what that means. But I just... I don't think it's a fair comparison to Buffy and Angel. Okay. In in my opinion of the situation. I like the reenactment felt really cool and um, appropriate, but to compare that situation to Buffy and Angels, I just I don't buy it. Okay. Personally. I don't know if I if I think that they're a direct comparison either mm. but I think that they're more related than the other relationships between the other chosen candidates mm-hmm. that go through this scene yeah oh yeah interesting for sure but I don't think it's necessarily saying I think student teacher relationships are appropriate no, like I don't no. think it's necessarily saying that I don't think so either I know it's kind of comparing like power imbalance and stuff but I just don't yeah you don't see it as being the same as Buffy and Angel. No, I think teacher-student relationships are actually more complicated than, bu- well, not more complicated, but I think in in normal human, there's only a Buffy and there's only one Buffy and Angel. There are no other <laughs> such thing as that relationship. I mean, you're right, but there's so many teacher-student relationships. There are that we can dig up and talk about, and like everybody even knows. Oh, yeah. Something that happened in their fucking school. Yes. So I feel like that's more complicated than actually Buffy and Angel, kind of. Interesting take. Okay, let's dive into it later. But I love that. I can't wait to hear what you have to say on that. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I also wrote Hot Dad Teacher. Who's this, like, dad who was teaching their class? He reminds me of in Arthur, Mr. Ratburn. (laughs) Oh, my God, what? (laughs) I don't know. He... Uh, I thought he was kind of hot because he had a beard. Yeah. And I'm beard I think he is positive. hot. He's also a teacher from season one. We've is seen he? this teacher before. I don't remember him. But he he writes on um, the board, don't walk away from me, bitch. bitch. 
very fun. Um, <laughs> uh, he's getting possessed too. So Buffy is noticing all these strange possessions happening yeah. around town, around yeah. Sunnydale. Um, and then she's at the locker with Xander. And Xander's grabbed by a locker hand and smashed locker like, demon into the locker. <laughs> Loch Ness demon. <laughs> Very funny. Um, and Giles, they so they go tell Giles about this in the library, and Giles is like, "Ooh, sounds like paranormal phenomenon." <laughs> He's like, so intrigued, <laughs> so into it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he loves his work. You know, it's so cute. So they're, you know. Crime Club is on this on the case. They're gonna see what's going on with this paranormal. Enough is enough. Let's yeah. get down to biz. Find out what's going on. Um. So then we see this scene again for the second time. So we saw this teen scene at the beginning with the guns, and then now we see George the janitor and Miss Frank. Yeah. She's leaving, but then all of a sudden they're they're in the scene. Yeah. Um. And it's a little bit longer, like, than the first one. We're sort of getting, like, the layer every time, like, the yeah. the whole scene. Uh, so they have this whole argument. It's obviously not them. It's They're obviously being possessed by these people, by this student and teacher. Um, I also wrote, I feel like I recognize this janitor actor. I do, too. I don't know where he's where from. Where is he from? Maybe we gotta find we'll look out. it up. But I, I felt like I recognized him. So at this point... You think that it is both the teacher and the student possessing. Yes. That's what you think it is. I wrote point. it, yeah. Okay. Channeling this student and teacher is okay. what I wrote. So I think it was pretty clear, especially because they just showed that scene and, like, I'm putting the pieces together in my head. This is the student and the teacher. And then, but it was shocking when, when the janitor shot her on the balcony. So this, like... So what I understand is that this gun that materializes and disappears is actually real and can shoot people and kill them. Um, and then she does, Miss uh, Frank does fall over the balcony. Another one bites the dust. Another teacher dies at this school. They all go to school the next day like totally normal. <laughs> well, we don't know if the bullet is going to be what kills mm. the modern people, the people in today Mm -hmm. who are being possessed or if the fall kills them true 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 yeah so which i think is why they have that epic fall in there they don't just have a person getting shot and then sliding down the banister Uh, or the wall they have this this very horrifying and sad uh tumble Mm -hmm. uh, onto the stairs from that mezzanine yeah so and she did. So um, I'm not sure if the gun wound is real. Okay. Fair enough. Um, totally. So then we have Angel Drusilla Spike scene. Yes. They're, they're showing us where, because the factory burned down. Tid. It did. Uh, <laughs> Tid. Tid. <laughs> uh, uh, and they, have, they had to find a new home. And so they found this fucking garden somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see the zoom in on the main building? I don't know if I clocked that. So it looks like a massive mausoleum mansion. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So I, it's some abandoned mansion. Mansion. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And it's got this, like, garden courtyard. Yeah. And Drusilla's like, 
She's so wacky. She's like grooving and she's like, oh, Jasmine, and like putting like leaves all over her. This is just a straight up Ophelia reference. Oh, yeah. All of this, I'm just, I watch it now and I, I'm, I'm just so amazed at how, um, Shakespearean they are. Mm -hmm. Vampires can be. Oh, totally. They really are like a classic literature. In English, anyway, mm-hmm. in Western culture, they really are this classics. They're really from an an older time. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, the way she speaks, we've talked yeah. about it. It's all poetry, but yeah. it sounds so old fashioned. And yeah. um, so Spike's face looks like healed mm-hmm. to me, or almost healed. Maybe he has a little, but it, <laughs> but he's looking. He looking good. He look cute. Uh, you love him. I do love him, but he is a pissed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in a polyamorous. Well, he's in a poly under duress. Yes, he's not in a consensual no. poly situation. Maybe, maybe in some. I'm sure in some realm he would be because yeah, vampires are I very. Think that's how it started. Yeah, and vampires are very like free, but. But that doesn't mean it's always <laughs> being poly. Sometimes doesn't mean you're always want to be poly. And he is not into this relationship no. because it's not um, it's not fun for him. It's not uh, all all three of them aren't getting something out Certainly of it. Certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's mad about it, and uh, Angel just won't stop ribbing, 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 making little shitty comments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Drusilla, how do you think Drusilla feels about this? I don't, she, she doesn't care. She's like, wee! Like, she just doesn't <laughs> care. It's not that she doesn't care about Spike, because she is sort of always checking in with him and like, how do you feel? Do you want to come? Like, you know, yeah. she, but she doesn't really see that he's so upset. Like, and she's pretty into Angel right now. She is. Yeah. And Angel knows. Yes. So... Yeah. It's a ticking time bomb. It sure is. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, after this little scene establishing them, they, uh, we go back to Giles. And Giles and the gang in the library, Giles thinks um, this poltergeist that they kind of, like, discuss. There's someone haunting. It's a poltergeist. They have unfinished business. Giles thinks it's Miss Calendar. So this is, like, a nice reveal um, because it's obviously not Miss Calendar. All the clues, like, have nothing to do with her, but he, Giles just, he wants to talk to her. He wants her to have unfinished business at the school. And he is pretty in denial. He was like, Absolutely. I'm right and you're wrong. And Buffy and Willow were like, okay. <laughs> well... Okay, bye. Yeah. We'll see you when it's done then. Yes. And we'll... Do your thing and we'll go solve this. And we'll do Crime Club in Buffy's bedroom. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> Giles is not helping. Uh, so they do go do Crime Club research. They find out... they Like, Willow, Xander, and Buffy are researching, like, who could have had unfinished business at the school. Mm-hmm. And they find out there was this murder-suicide. So... They find out this murder-suicide happened bef- the night before the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. So the Sadie Hawkins dance happened every year at Sunnydale's London <laughs> 55 in the cafeteria. So this is where snakes 
snake time happens. I don't really get this part, why there's snakes. It's starting, it's just... It's uh, just things like a ripple in the hellmouth, maybe. It's the demon. Mm. It's well, not a demon. He's not a demon. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. He's like a poltergeist. And he's just fucking shit up. Haunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a close-up on a bunch of spaghetti being placed onto um, plates at cafeteria time. And it's, I think, supposed to be that all the spaghetti turns mm. into. So there's like Snakes. things are unnatural. Trans, tr- things are being transfigured. Well, and it's sort of biblical and because there's like locusts later and like the thing turning into a snake. Isn't that something happened? Absolutely. The plagues are coming. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what came into my mind, but sort of didn't know what this exactly had to do with the situation, but just general mayhem. Yeah. So they had to call in the snake squad to deal with snakes. I think it's just the regular popo. But in. they're in, like, yellow garbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, but then this is an amazing reveal. I, okay, who's this cop? Is he from the FBI or is he from, like, the cop cops? Is he from, like, city cop? I mean, by what he talks about, he talks about city council and he, talk, okay. he threatens um, Snyder with, you know, do I need to let the mayor know that you can't okay, handle yeah. us and stuff? So I don't... So he's, like, the chief of... Police sure, of Sunnydale maybe. or something. Maybe. Um, but then, okay, this is an amazing big, big reveal. Snyder knows they're on a hellmouth. Mm-hmm. He knows. So then he must know something about Buffy yeah. or what he, what she is. Don't know if he knows what she is, but he knows that he knows she knows maybe that they're on that a That they're on a hellmouth and that there are paranormal things that are, are real. Like, and he, and Snyder's like, yeah, it was a, what did he say? I think it was a sewage thing. Sewage backup. Yeah. <laughs> so it, Same it, thing happened in San Diego 10 days ago or whatever. <laughs> so, like, he is trying to keep all this paranormal shit under wraps, so he knows what's going down at the school. This is just an amazing reveal because we didn't know that he knew anything. Does it change how you feel about his treatment of Buffy? Um. Yes. I was, like, before, I thought motivation was just, like, he... Picked her to be the the whipping girl, you know, but, and he's just a little weeby, sleazy man, but <laughs> now there's something else going on. His motivation is, like, more and less clear about why he's targeting her. Neat. So it's pretty cool. I can't Neat. wait to find out what the fuck he's doing yeah, there. Who the is he? The moment Hellmouth leaves his lips, mm-hmm. I'm like, What? what? Yeah, what is going on? Who is he? Well, and he's talking to someone in the institution of Sunnydale. So they also know. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something bigger going on here that we don't know about. And we don't know why Snyder was placed here. But we're finding all these things out. Jenny Callender placed in the school. You know, Giles kind of placed himself in this, you know. Definitely. So people, there are more people than we know that know, that we know, that they know. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, what else happens? (laughs) Um, So Willow has found out through all these pagan sites that Jenny Callender has, like, left around for her to, like, find in her search history that they should do an exorcism. Yes. Yes. 
And Cordelia's like, I've seen the movie. Even the priest dies. <laughs> That's an amazing <laughs> reference. Um, and Willow makes these like, what are they called? They're just like little satchels full of shit. Scapula or Sca- scapula. Scapula. Well, I thought scapula was like your shoulder, shoulder blade. blade. I think it is both. Okay, cool. <laughs> it must be. But it's like these little pouches with like sulfur and probably a little witchy shit in them. Yeah. Um, and they have to make this tripod in the school to sort of trap the spirit and or like release this it. This magical triangle. Yeah. With Buffy in the center or with someone in the center. Mm-hmm. And they have to chant all at the same time. And, and light a candle and do some cool Super ritual. Craft. Yeah. And they make the map and put little gold stars. <laughs> so cute. It is something you would make. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the, I- more, the more this show goes on, the more I'm like, you're not Giles. You're kind of Willow. I am a bit like Willow. Um, totally. Not in all ways, because I would never dress like that. But <laughs> Yeah, your fashion sense, very different. Yeah. But you're... She's a bit nerd. Well, I am nerdy, no, but you she's... are a super nerd. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a computer nerd. Like, you're not You're not an identical Willow Rosenberg. No. You're Marley Yule. You're... you're you're you. Mm-hmm. You're like your own version of Willow, but you're absolutely like this. I would totally make a sparkle yeah. star map. You would absolutely make a plan. Yeah, definitely. Truly, truly. Um, and craft these little pouches. Yes, and so do crafty. your research and you would teach a class. Like there's lots of things that are you. You just must accept it. I I'll okay. <laughs> uh and so then again we have a, another scene with Drusilla. Mm-hmm. Spike and Angel. Maybe I'll sleep underground. Dig myself a little burrow. What about your pretty dress, sweet? It'll get all dirty. And I'll sleep naked, like the animals do. You know, I'm certainly liking this plan. Fortunately, nobody cares what you like, mate. Oh, yeah? Let's ask Drew. <laughs> There's a guy. <laughs> It's opening. Incoming. I love when she does this. What gate, Pat? What do you see? It's black. It wants her. Wants who? Slayer. It's time, Angel. She's ready for you now. She's dancing. Dancing with death. Big deal. He won't do anything. Our man Angel, he likes to talk, but he's not much for action. All hat and no cat. <laughs> I don't know about that. <sighs> I think this whole Slayer thing has run its course. I'm ready to focus my energy elsewhere. She wants to sleep naked yeah, in the dirt like, like an animal, I'm like in a burrow. Dig myself a little burrow. <laughs> I want this role so, so bad. Weird, I know. I want it. So you bad. would be great. I would. It's so weird. She's doing such a bizarre performance. It's, I don't know. It's like out of this world. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, and then just starts like, like shaking and like doing these weird, on the ground and writhing around. Yeah, she's so sexual. She's so sensual. Yes, while also being. Um, I don't know, very virginal and chaste mm-hmm. in her ways. And innocent. Yeah. 
like just so out of it, innocent, yeah, naive. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote Spike pissed. It's just, again, they're like this, all these scenes that we come back to the three of them, it's just Angel making little shitty comments, Drusilla just like writhing around and being into everything, and then Spike being really mad. So it's just boiling. It's just boiling, boiling, boiling. I just knew there had to be breaking point yeah not all families are perfect and this is no perfect family and this this... has been building up since what's my line since drusilla came back and that's been multiple episodes so they've just really been building this building this totally and then she has this vision yes what does she say it's so bizarre a gate is opened yes he's calling her yeah She'll go the to dark him, the skate. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So she's sort of telling Angel to, like, go. She's excited by it. Mm-hmm. To, to go to her, kind of, to, you know, this yeah. this vision she sees. Although, again, like, her visions, like, it's it's always true, but you don't really know what it's about. Like, it can be very vague. Yeah. Uh, so then I wrote Giles trying to contact Jenny. <laughs> this is, like, they're in the, like... Willow's in the library and runs into Giles, and he's he's doing some kind of magics in the library. It's so sad. Like, he's obviously just trying to contact Jenny to talk to her. But he's so wrong. I know. But he, Giles knows how to communicate with um, spirits, and, I mean, he, he had this um, chaos demon that was his buddy, so maybe he's trying to almost do anything. You would, too, try yeah, and do anything. he's a magic user. Yeah. Yep. He's also, he's in denial land yes. in a big way mm-hmm. about the permanence of this loss. Um, maybe, maybe he, you know, he, I think when people lose people, including in Sunnydale, mm-hmm. you are seeking some kind of closure, which is often something you end up having to give to yourself. Yes. Um, but but you do seek it from your environment, from other people. You seek it from the outside world first, don't you? And that's what he's sort of doing. Well, and in again, in a in a world with magic, it reminds me of Harry Potter and Sirius Black. Like you when there's magic, there's a few more options available to you to um contact the dead and and or try and sort of find out why um you know when normal people die we don't usually get the chance but in a magic world you maybe get the chance to to talk with the dead so it makes it a bit harder i think to have that closure yeah so giles is trying to, to have that closure but sad so the gang all goes to their their stations to do their little witch candle lighting to make their binding spell yes in the school and buffy is transported again back to 55 she's looking in the gym she's seeing it or maybe not at the gym but she's seeing maybe she's seeing the sadie hawkins like they're dancing together the student and teacher what's his name james and it might be the music room maybe it's the music room i think you're seeing the music room ah because they're playing the song yeah and they're dancing together but then it's horrific. She just sees him as like a corpse man. Oh, 
It's yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. And then when she sees this, everyone sort of has these um, paranormal, like, things happen. Like, Cordelia's face gets all fucked up and, like, burned or whatever. And yeah. the snakes come back to Xander. And then Willow starts getting sucked into a hole by the arm is, like, pulling her down. Yeah. Uh, and Giles has to come come save her. Yeah. It's so great. And then it's so sad when and Willow's like, Giles, Jenny could never be this mean. Yeah. It's not her. Like, she wouldn't try and kill us all like this. Willow just provides so much comfort for Giles this episode. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, she deals him a truth in that moment that he knows. Yeah, he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to actually um, do my part and help this this thing be resolved. Well, and he had a, he had a reason to stop facing it mm-hmm. for a little while. Like you say, you can't really blame someone for not wanting to face it. Mm-hmm. Not being able to, not being capable of it. And he has to face it in this moment again and go back to living a life where she is gone and dead. Mm-hmm. It's so brutal. It's so brutal. And then this plague of locusts shows up and sort of kicks them all out. This is the final boss. Yeah, and and covers the school. And they go have a little discussion about, like, what what does this poltergeist want? He wants forgiveness. Well, he's obviously reliving the night of the Sadie Hawkins dance when he killed Miss Newman. It's it's, it's common enough for a spirit to do this, to recreate a a tragedy. Hey, if Sunnydale High School shuts down forever, do we automatically graduate? But why? What does he want? Actually, that's an interesting point. He's he's trying to resolve whatever issues are keeping him in limbo. What exactly those are, I'm not... He wants forgiveness. Yes. I imagine he does. But when James possesses people, they act out exactly what happened that night. So he's experiencing a form of purgatory instead. He's he's doomed to to kill his Miss Newman over and over and over again, and forgiveness is impossible. Good. He doesn't deserve it. Forgive is an act of compassion, Buffy. It's, it's, it's not done because people deserve it. It's done because they need it. No. James destroyed the one person he loved the most in a moment of blind passion. And that's not something you forgive. No matter why he did what he did, and no matter if he knows now that it was wrong and selfish and stupid, it is just something he's going to have to live with. He can't live with it, Buff. He's dead. Over identify much. And Buffy has been really not understanding this whole episode about, you know, what he's been going through, this student. Like, she was like, he should. She, earlier, they were kind of talking about what he wants, but he, she's like, has no sympathy for this young boy and is like, you know, he he should suffer and. Why would anyone forgive him? He did this horrible thing. So it's really the crux of this is Buffy not being able to forgive uh, something unforgivable. Yeah. 
And we've talked a lot about that, like what is forgivable and what isn't forgivable. Well, we haven't actually talked about forgiveness. Mm. We've talked about uh, justice, revenge, redemption. Mm. But I don't know if forgiveness. Yes. Which may be distinct. Uh, yes. You know, because it's, it's different. It's different. And they even say, like, Giles says it, forgiveness is an act of compassion. Yeah. It's not for, you know, it, it's it's being compassionate. It's lovely. And, and you know, Buffy is is called called in after this, like ca- called to the space. And she passes through the, the wasps or the locusts or whatever in, into the school. And they're like, oh, she'll be safe in there. There's, there's no man to act out the man part. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just what they think. Yes. Oh, and that is what has been happening. Yeah. So I guess that is the evidence that I they are so. they are going on. Yeah. Is that in these past two episodes of them acting out this scene, it's been a man and a woman of different ages, of different whatevers. And they've but... always been in the same role. Mm-hmm. They've always been in... The role of Miss Newman or James. Yep. yep. But this is so great. Um, Buffy becomes James, James. And then Angel shows up and Angel becomes... Miss Newman. Yeah, Miss Newman. But it's lovely. The, their whole scene, this is really like a beautiful scene. Because basically Angel becomes Angel again. Yeah. Um, even though it's not them, they keep flashing back to the... 55 scene to the now scene but it is they wrote it so cleverly so that it is angel and buffy yeah Yeah. it's so great and it's just a it's just a a story that we've heard time and time again is um love and heartbreak and some cosmic disalignment that means you cannot be together Mm -hmm. it's awful and horrible and it's so universal yes um no matter who you love or how you love or how many people you love it, it it's like this heartache is real we all know when our heart tangles with people how difficult it is if they don't want to tango anymore well and even if you still love someone and break up you know it's it's hard Every single time. Like, yeah. a breakup is always hard. Yeah. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It's always just really hard. And so this this scene is hard because you're, like, going back into... It's easier when Angel is evil Angel because he is a different person. It, like Buffy said, like, a, a demon has, like, stolen my boyfriend <laughs> or killed my boyfriend. He's killing you know. all my friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's easier, the cognitive dissonance, but but now this is like Angel back. My love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see anyone but you. It wasn't your fault. I did my fault. I'm not gonna. 
You should be sorry, James. You thought I stopped loving you, but I never did. I loved you with my last breath. And also, a lot of ways, Buffy killed Angel by sleeping with him. Yeah. She is the reason. Yeah. So this is a big metaphor within the show that Buffy can relate to. Well, and this idea of forgiveness, like, and that's why, and they talk about why did this spirit poltergeist choose her? Because she's the only one that can relate to this. Yeah. Totally. It's why she was so upset and didn't want to forgive him because she doesn't want to forgive herself. Which Cordelia's like, wow, over-identify much in that <laughs> scene. <laughs> so meta. Cordelia just, she said it last time. She tells it like it is. Yeah. I don't know. I guess empathy is a hard thing. And it shows Buffy not being empathetic, but it's because she was going through this thing like where she couldn't be empathetic because she, that would mean she would have to examine her own feelings yeah which are like this yes or too close to this student so yeah i i found her lack of empathy towards his like murder suicide very interesting but that's actually all just um character um issues like yeah yeah not the show it writing i i believe yeah for that part that's Mm -hmm. how i feel too yeah and do you think it's buffy who needs to forgive herself or is it Buffy that needs to forgive Angel? Like, the message of forgiveness, I don't see it being about, necessarily about the ghost. Mm. Um, although I need, I know he needs a resolution to, to be able to settle this score and to move on and stop haunting Sunnydale every Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> um, but if the message is forgiveness... And it's for Buffy. The message needs to get through to Buffy. Mm-hmm. Who, who is the forgiveness aimed at? Well, for for a bunch of this episode, I thought it was about her forgiving Angel, but I actually, in the end, felt like it was about her forgiving herself. I, I don't know because because they were talking about like you know her identifying with this guy, but not you know. And talking about compassion, forgiveness is an act of compassion that you're doing. It, it's all about you. It's actually not really about the other person. So you have to sort of find that compassion inside of yourself. So I kind of thought it was all about about Buffy's journey and not actually about Angel. I agree. Their lovemaking, her choice to love this character, 
set his soul on fire and <laughs> shot it out into the universe, never to be seen again. And maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and um, she has been punishing herself with never ending patrolling, no fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of self loathing. Yes. Going on, which Absolutely. is, I believe, what this poltergeist was experiencing, self-loathing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, I think that's the theme of this. And reliving this yes. incident, and I'm sure that is exactly what Buffy is doing, is reliving that yes. incident over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So forgiveness is an act of love. What we're getting here is one step further, which is an act of self-love. Mm-hmm. Epic. Did you, when you saw the cast of characters for this reimagining of that scene and Mm -hmm. you realized they were flipped, Mm -hmm. did you know that Angel wouldn't die from that bullet? Um, no, but I wasn't sure how vampires die. Like, I know how vampires die, but I don't know how vampires die. Like, I don't know if they can die from getting shot. They can't. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. But I was like, he's, I was like, this is very interesting that even a vampire can get possessed by this demon. Like, there are things, vampires aren't all powerful. No. You know, things can possess them and put spells on them, et cetera. So I, I wasn't sure if vampires could die from a bullet. Okay. Uh, because we haven't really brought that into the mix, I guess. We've shot him with an arrow. He hasn't died. True. Uh, he's gotten the shit walloped out of him and he hasn't, hasn't died. died. Yeah. And uh, now he's been shot and he hasn't died. Yeah. So we're kind of learning with the show. Yes. How these characters are really supernatural. Yeah. Um. But he doesn't die, and he meets her in the music room. Mm-hmm. She puts on the flamingos. And they have their their forgiveness, and uh, and that's what needed to be resolved for the poltergeist to sort of go back to heaven or uh, glowing orb land, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back in the Hellmouth uh, or go somewhere. from wasps, from black locusts to pure bright light. Yes. You know, it's better now. Mm-hmm. And it and it's resolved. And uh, yeah, it was a very lovely scene and just makes the whole episode more important. Yeah. That scene. Um so the the end of the episode is like, yeah, Angel goes back for his like scrubby shower and mm-hmm. and he's like, Ah, I need to go kill something mm-hmm. to get this taste out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And Trusilla's like, we'll find you, toddler. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to, and and then she asks Spike if he wants to come. And he's like, no. And Angel, again, just is like mean and ribbing. And so Drusilla and Angel go off to kill something. And then it is revealed that Spike is back, baby. He's he fully stands. healed. Yeah. So he is doing this on purpose. He... Doesn't want to reveal that he has his strength back. He, he, and I, his face is all healed. So it, it's excellent. And they have really been building it because his face has been slowly healing this yeah. whole time along with his body, I guess. So he is back. I don't know what his plan is, but he's planning something. Ooh, Definitely planning something because otherwise he wouldn't have kept this no. to himself. No. 
So I'm very excited. It's a great button to end on. Spike back. Spike gonna do something. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Can't wait. We mentioned this, but the band, what are they called? Splendid. Splendid. Um, so the lead singer has this weird dress on. It's like a gold tube. Mm-hmm. With like a red. Yeah. With this red sheer kind of t-shirty thing or like, you know, short sleeve with like a black bra right under it. It's so weird. I love it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I love when... People wear black bras with, like, a sheer, Mm -hmm. and it's very, this era, sheer Mm -hmm. shit. It's lovely. And then in the same scene at the bronze, uh, Buffy has, like, bronze leather pants on. Mm -hmm. They're not brown. They're, like... They're, like, gold and bronze, bronze. metallic. Yeah, metallic-y. They're great. And then she's got this sort of black haltery top that crosses in the back, but... It's textured. I think it's knit. Yeah. I couldn't tell what material it was, but it wasn't like a polyester. It was like a... Crocheted knit. Something weird. Yeah. Something textured. <laughs> I wrote fuzzy, question mark. <laughs> Willow, also at the bronze, does have fuzzy, giant yes. sweater on. Stripes. Unequivocally fuzzy. Very fuzzy and big, big, chunky stripes. Yeah. Willow just loves her stripes. That's she her loves thing. her sweaters. She loves her sweaters. She loves her stripes. And so this is sort of like a multicolored stripe, um, but very large stripe. <laughs> okay, and then later, Willow literally has a Scooby-Doo shirt on. Yeah. It is like a yellow and blue check, like a pale yellow and blue check with flowers. It's so 70s. <laughs> She's a Scooby. Yeah, she is. She looks like... A Scooby. She looks like a, a 60s. She looks like Velma. Yeah, totally. Drusilla and Angel are, like, matching. Yes. She's got this, the red kind of lace that she's been wearing mm-hmm. for the last couple of episodes. Also, I didn't mention it in the last few episodes, but I've been noticing she has red manicure on, mm-hmm. not black. Mm-hmm. So red with white tips. So she's a red lady um, because I've been screenshotting all these... <laughs> Outfits of hers, but I've been noticing her red nails. They're lovely. But then Angel has this, like, dark red button-up. Yeah. Sheer, sort of shimmery. hmm Shiny. Yes. So they're, like, matching, and then Spike's the odd one out in all black and leather. So Angel has, like, leather, but it's – they're matching, Drusilla and him. So it's very – Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't get more – no. <laughs> Obvious than that. When you start matching, you're fucking. <laughs> you're into each other. Uh, and Cordelia has this cute, like, red cardi and top set. Yeah. It's cute. And then, like, a high-waisted pant with, like, a, a buckle, buckle again. Yeah. I love pants. the silver buckle. She had that thing in the last episode, like, a, with a buckle, silver buckle. I love it. I want a big silver buckle belt. And then Willow's main outfit for this episode is like a pastel stripey <laughs> zip up. 
but small stripes. And then the stripes are these like weird pastel colors. And then she's got green tights on. Ugh. I hate the green God. tights. She's worn them in many episodes. What? Oh my God. Is going on? You've had it. I've had it with the green tights. <laughs> it's enough. Enough, Willow. <laughs> Drives me crazy when I see them. I'm like, oh. oh. I mean, just be steady, my friend. She's in high school, and you still have a whole other season of her in high school. I know. So just, you may want to lower your expectations for Willow. <laughs> I cannot. Uh <laughs> It's either the green tights or the fucking overalls, and I know. Fine, I know, here fine. We go. It's your well-being that's at stake. <laughs> I have to talk about it. <laughs> I forgive a lot on this, sh- and I love a lot of fashion. I love a lot of it, but green tights, no, no. Um, so that's those are all the fashions I had. Yeah, the, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty classic. It's classic. Yeah, I, I think Buffy looks amazing in the end. When mm. she's smooching and she's kind of got her leathers on. And oh, and her hair is like... So perfect. It's like good. blown back. back. But there is a center part. Yes, but it's sort of like... Volume for days. And and like really blown back. like And it sort of stays in this swoopy back kind of thing. But it's not like gel. It's just they've, they've given her like a blow dry back so that it sort of is swooped away from her face like that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... She just looks amazing at the end there mm-hmm. when she's making out with Angel. Oh, it's so sad. Is it a little bit hot now for you to watch them make out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hot. It is. Yeah. yeah. There are things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. I mean, we got into it a tiny bit in the episode, but this, yeah. like, teacher-student relationship is... It's very interesting, and it's this, like, again, this sort of tale as old as time, this, like, forbidden relationship that has happened so many times to so many different people. I do think it is often an older man mm-hmm. and a younger woman, a younger student um, that this happens to, but certainly it happens to younger men and older women, too. I've also known lots of older men and younger men. Ah, yes, Absolutely. But I do think the older man is a common denom. Yes. So they're sort of playing with the trope in this a little bit. Like, not that this is, like, outlandish, but they are playing with it uh, in this. And I don't know, are you supposed to, like, empathize with this relationship? I think that that is up to you, dear reader. Mm. I think that, I I know I do. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know others don't. I don't really. I have like a very, I have like quite a, a strong negative reaction to portraying relationships like this as aspirational or romantic. I do. I know it, that doesn't change what is what is real and true to people that feel these romantic feelings like that. That is real. But I feel very complicated feelings about about showing these kind of relationships. I guess that it was tragedy 
But I, I don't know. I feel like it's so complicated, although important to show kids in high school because these are things that happen. Mm-hmm. But it's just so controversial to me. I don't see this as being an aspirational telling mm. at all. Yeah. Not at all. So mm-hmm. I guess that's where I, I feel like it makes more sense to me. And having empathy for both of these characters is something that I can manage. Mm. In my in my watching of this story, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I think it depends. Uh, there's a lot of people that I know that this happened to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that I know. Um, yeah, so it's it's tricky. High school and and teacher in high school. Uh, no, that's not yeah. one I know of. But yeah. like teacher and student a bit older than high school yeah university yes Mm -hmm. more common yeah the idea of consent is different when people are adults yes um that's why i find it i get it i i find it all troubling but i think it's interesting i don't think it's like un I don't think the um, episode is showing it as uncomplicated or untroubling. Mm. I think it is. I, I mean, it does end in tragedy. It mm-hmm. ends in uh, how you might expect a relationship like this to go. Like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to work out. And the teacher is trying to end it. Yes. But it's interesting. I just don't see it as Angel Buffy. I just don't. I know they cast them like that, but I just. It almost felt to me like more, I don't know, the reason they were cast as those characters didn't necessarily mean I felt like they were trying to show them as like those, that relationship. I don't know. I just feel like their relationship is so different than this teacher. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. But Angel is, uh, is an old man and Buffy is in high school. Yeah. So, (laughs) so in that way, they, they are. They are. Yeah. But again, it's like this position of power. I I, I don't necessarily see Angel as being in mm. a position of power in the same way. Mm. Um, because, yes, he's a vampire and he's powerful, but Buffy kills vampires all the time. Their, their equality or equity in the relationship, I think, is different mm-hmm. than a teacher and a student in mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. is kind of how I see it. I see them. I see Buffy and Angel as more equitable even though their age is so different, Buffy has power and consent. Yeah, but she's still 17. True, true. And this character is 17. True, true. So I, I think you're right, and mm-hmm. you are entitled to your opinion. <laughs> but but for me, this, this makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Angel is an adult. Yep. And and technically, Buffy is not. Yep. Uh, and they're, and I still believe that their relationship is good and amazing and fine and consenting, Mm -hmm. but in the eyes of these rules, these constructs, it's not. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult for me to argue one side when I, I see them as being more similar than dissimilar. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're the exact same. Yeah. And I don't think that this episode is encouraging you to have an affair with your teacher or if you're a teacher to encourage you to have an affair with your student. I don't think it's saying it that. It will end in murder. <laughs> <laughs> It'll end in worse. It'll end in a poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> no, murder's pretty bad. Murder's yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. <laughs> but 
but it is really interesting. It's a really interesting um, just concept and like theme in this episode. And there's I think. no right or wrong. No. Which I, is what you totally. said. They are trying to examine this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why when you get people who are genuinely, genuinely trying to examine these questions about morality and ethics and consent and power mm-hmm. you get people who have different opinions about it yeah and i do think context and i don't know there's just so many complications like every single case is different like kind of like although there should never be a high school student and teacher that will ever be okay but but yeah, I think these kind of questions, we've been asking ourselves these, especially in the last couple of years in, in this life yes. of, of consent and power. And again, thinking about who created this show and the power of these young women and this older director, writer, man, it just, again, blows my mind, like how the parallels are, it's so meta like within not just the show, but in Hollywood, in yeah. in these real actors' lives. Yeah. It really does feel like Buffy you can watch at any time in your life and it is applicable mm-hmm. to the systems that are harmful to young people in particular, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, forevermore. Mm-hmm. It's why it's so good. It is. These are... Very difficult questions to work through and like, and they're not going to stop being, we're not going to solve them. Mm -hmm. And so like, again, in like 20 years, well, you hope there's some kind of progression of something, but there, there will certainly still be, um, inappropriate relationships. Like that will never not be a thing. Never. Ever in life. But perhaps like, I don't know, we'll have different system I don't know but I just think you could watch this again in 20 years and still have the same feelings and conversations and complications there's going to be people who are like okay back to square one here we are again yeah have we learned nothing yep yeah so it's a really it's it's a really cool episode it actually ended up being a very very important and like very interesting and complicated episode to to work through Something else in this category is uh, all the ableism, all the terrible uh, uh, jokes uh, uh, making fun of people with disabilities or um, disabled people. Yeah. Um, To spike. Yeah. It's it's too bad. It uh, is too bad. And especially because we don't have a disabled character or a wheelchair-using character on the show. Like, Spike was wheelchair-using for a while, but now he's not, Mm -hmm. and... So we're going to sort of go back to ignoring that <laughs> disabled people exist mm-hmm. in this universe. So, yeah, it is. I, I know Angel is supposed to be. He's evil and he's. Evil. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, yeah, it's still shitty. It's still shitty when it's. Uh, we're getting things like special needs and all this stuff instead of, uh, you know. Oh, there's just so many other ways he could cut him apart. Right. That are but, smarter. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to listen to the flamingos forever? Oh, bum, bum. Yes. I know that my love is I love my a 50s music. Bum, bum. I do. So good. Okay. What's your favorite line? Oh, well, I think you said the one about the toddler. I love that one. 
We'll get you a nice, of course, we'll find you a nice toddler. She's so funny. <laughs> um, I really like the Cordy and Xander, just, just the bandy of words about something's weird going on. Uh, something weird is going on. And then Sanders says, isn't that our school motto? It's just so stupid and great. <laughs> and I also really like when Xander comes in after he's been slammed up against the locker by the Loch Ness monster, by the locker demon. <laughs> uh, and Willow says, what's wrong, Xander? Did Cordelia win another round in the broom closet? <laughs> As though their makeout sessions are just like, just like more fighting and battling. Just like. Very good. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> Like fucking and fighting, <laughs> fucking and fighting, which is what they are. Absolutely. Um, mine has to go to pathetic little no life <laughs> vegan <laughs> Snyder. That's me. Make an appearance at the end of the pod. Um, and also, just these two quotes are about me. And then Xander says some hairy legged feminist. Yes, in the cafeteria. And then Cordelia's like, we need to nip that in the bud. <laughs> I'm a hairy leg feminist. You are. <laughs> and a pathetic little no-life vegan. <laughs> and you love Cordelia. <laughs> I do. Love her. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We're getting there. Only three more episodes. I can't believe it. I know. I can't wait to see Home Spike. stretch. Uh, what do you think he's going to do? I don't know. He's going to fuck up Angel. How? I don't know. If by Buffy somehow. Or maybe, maybe I'll try and get his soul back. I don't know. <gasps> well, we'll find out next okay. time on My Best Friend Thinks She's Bobby. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. So long, folks. Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg.